Talking Like Normal People is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com. MyCastingFile, the place for talent to get their start. All right. Welcome to Talking Like Normal People, a show dedicated to talking about acting, casting, and auditions, and probably a bunch of other stuff, too, with people who love it. I'm your host, Ryan Glorioso, casting director based in New Orleans, Louisiana. The future is off this week, but don't worry, he has something special in the works. That's Justin, in case y'all don't know. Um, Welcome to episode number seven. Number seven, I want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers, and please help us out by rating and reviewing us and subscribing on iTunes and Google Play. And remember, we have, uh, we're on Twitter uh, at TalkLikeNormal and on Instagram at TalkingLikeNormalPeople. All right. So today is a special day on Talking Like Normal People. We have a panel of guests, and let me tell you, I feel like this is going to be fun. All right. Uh, Today's guests make up the base of the local casting directors in New Orleans. Collectively, we have upwards of 400 credits on our resumes. This show is the show with Megan, Brent, Liz, and me, Ryan Glorioso, your host. All right, I've known our first guest for 14 years. We've been through many important moments in our careers together. She started her casting career just out of film school and has been holding steady as one of the leading casting directors in the Southeast for the past 15 years. With over 90 casting credits on her resume, please welcome one of the fittest casting directors in the business, Elizabeth (laughs) Coulon, CSA, right across from me. Hey, Liz. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. We'll get into you in a second. All right, our next guest I've known almost as long as I've known Liz. He's been casting for over 10 years and has quickly developed one of the busiest casting offices in the Southeast. Not only is he one of the busiest CDs, but he also has projects in development that he is producing. His latest feature as a producer of Mind & Music won several audience awards on the 2015 Film Festival circuit. And uh, with an ever-growing casting and producing resume, please welcome Brent Caballero, CSA. Hello. Hello, Thank Brent. You. Thank you for being here. Uh, absolutely. And you have wonderful grapes. <laughs> <laughs> we Just do. We have the crunchiest grapes in all of New Orleans. Fresh, fresh grapes. And finally, rounding out our panel of casting experts is a casting director that hails from Baltimore, Maryland, and now calls New Orleans home. With casting credits dating back to the late 90s, of this panel, she holds all the awards with four Emmy noms, one win for Outstanding Casting for a Drama Series, True Detective. She has also been nominated seven times and won twice at the Arteos Awards, which are put on by the Casting Society of America. Please welcome Megan Lewis, CSA, sitting to my right this week (laughs) instead of the future. Thank All you right. for having me. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Okay, this is a cool episode. I mean, how often do we get to, uh, the four of us, get to sit around and just chat? Has it ever happened? I've never done that. I don't think no. it's ever happened. Have we ever all four been no. in the same room? No. All right. Yeah. Well, I love it. Though. We're going to try and be nice-ish be party nice. people. No, we're nice. Um, I, you know what I love about our casting community is that we all get along and we do all communicate with each other and we uh we talk about things you know through email and you know discuss you know recommend actors to one another and those sorts of things i really i'm not sure if that happens everywhere but i'm glad we do it um so 
One of the things that we do uh, each uh, each episode on this show is I uh, I usually get postcards. I'm sure you guys get postcards too from actors that uh, want to tell you about the things that they're doing. Um, and and on our first episode, I was pretty adamant that uh, I hate them and they go. To, I never read them and they go in the garbage. Well, it's kind of become a thing, and uh, and so I've started reading, picking one each week to read and give a little promo to the actor. So this week is uh, a kid actor her name is carly johnston she is an actress because it says so on her on her card and she has four pictures on there um she's willing to travel she's from the pensacola uh, florida area carly's a young actress living near pensacola she has a big personality loves being on set she excels at following directions and bringing her a game please contact us today for additional pictures and information She's on IMDb, all that stuff, has her own website. So, Carly, there's your plug. I'm throwing it away now. All right. Our actor pointer of the week, I'm just going to let this episode, you know, be enough pointers. I think you'll hear a bunch of stuff this week. So, Liz. Yes. What's up? Tell uh, us about you. Uh, where, where are you from? How'd you get started in all this? I'm from New Orleans. I've always been here. Um, I went to UNO, got a degree in communications. There was no film industry here at the time. So, um, but when I finished school, I started working in TV for a little while. And um, 2002, 2003, the state started offering tax credits. So the movie Ray came to town. And I got my start in the extras casting office on Ray as an intern. Sweet. Mm-hmm. That's going way back. And I got my casting start in your office. Yes. We hired you. On something. On uh, Glory Road. Glory Road. We hired you as a drummer. <laughs> as a drummer. <laughs> um, and then quickly realized that you should be in the office working as a casting That's right. assistant. So then we worked together for a few A drummer. Years. I, I was an actor. I used to be an actor. I don't know if you knew that. But... I had that in my special skills, and it got me a job. And he wasn't a drummer. And he wasn't a drummer. <laughs> Typical actor, right there. I can drum my ass off. I have rhythm. I have yeah, rhythm. It was funny. It was awesome. But Jay was working as a casting assistant, Jay DeFelice, in our office, and he recognized you because you guys went to school together, went to college together. Yeah. And Jay was like, I think this guy would be good in the office because it was a monster of a show. And we ended up with 10 casting assistants at one point. And yeah. so Ryan was one of 10. Yeah, I think we were. And worked. the one who stuck with me after uh, that show. See? He was a keeper. I had roots. Um, yeah, I think we worked seven days a week, about 19 hours a day oh, on that movie. Yeah, yes, we it did. was. And, and I came back for more. What the hell? Awesome. All right, Brent, what's your story? Where do you come from? Where'd you get that uh, Cajun accent from? A uh, little small town called White Castle, Louisiana. 0.7 square miles of a town. We have a whole one red light and no restaurants. So how do you, how'd you how'd you get out of that town? Like what what happened? Uh, what are the worked, origins? I worked at a well. The reality of it is, is that I was going to school for accounting and realized I wasn't going to be in accounting and I wanted to direct music videos. Because at certain points in my life, at that point, I would listen to music and have visions. <laughs> And coming from a small town, somehow that equated into me being a video music video director. Um, right on. So I worked at a sugar factory and moved out to Los, packed up a U-Haul, moved to Los Angeles. And um, wait, 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 wait! You worked at a sugar factory? I did. For how long? Uh, ten months. 
12, 12 what, hours a day. Seven what did you do? I was a welder. Really? Mm-hmm. So wait, you just get a job at a sugar factory welding. How did you become a welder? Well, I grew up in the farming industry and, you know, I was welding handrails. So, you know, the certification of welding handrails on a sugar factory in southern Louisiana was... A little loose? None. Um, <laughs> as long as I could make them stick together, they gave me a job. And that's what I did for... <laughs> Making them stick together. Yep, I make them stick together. So um, That might be the title of this episode. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I moved to Los Angeles and... Uh, at first aspired to be, uh, well, when I got there, I was like, okay, I don't even know how to, where to start. So I aspired to be an actor at first and, um, went through that whole, I guess, pounding uh, the pavement. Yeah. And then realized that, at, um, that was not something I had to, I realized that the actors that were truly, well, there were actors around me that were so passionate, working so hard and still weren't getting the breaks. And there was... So, so few results for their hard work and their passion that I said, well, I don't have that. Um, but let me try to figure this thing out a little bit. So what I did is I ended up getting a girl pregnant. And uh, <laughs> you figured it out That's real fast. I expected you to say. <laughs> um, and then, you know, uh, that I ended up selling shoes at Neiman Marcus and then PAing or working at Neiman Marcus and then ended up like, selling shoes whatever but um and then i would pa day play as a pa on sets this is in los angeles Mm -hmm. and then many many years of that or many years but like three years of that and then i went on to uh working for another casting director or or paing for a casting director out in los angeles not still not knowing what i was doing and then i ended up back here working for casting someone that was doing casting here which In in shreveport that's where I met you. Yeah. And then... Um, they were the competition. Yeah. And well, and then you got rid of the competition there. And then I ended up working oh. for Liz. Yeah. I also worked for Liz. Yes, my, you did. My first I company in, in my first job in New Orleans. And yeah. I remember those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We used to we used to show up at parties uh, together, like at the same party. And I'd be like, oh, hey, that's that guy. That's that guy. <laughs> that you'd, guy. Be, you'd be like... Man, you got all the extras for your show booked already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes, and I work fast. I was dealing with those people. <laughs> but anyway. Well, they were nice people. All nice right. Uh, this one's like really quiet over here. No time ends or anything. What's your story, Megan Lewis? Uh, Megan Lewis went to the University of Maryland, and I designed my own major there, incorporating a year at Hunter on the Upper East Side. And my first internship was with Bonnie Timmerman, who is a very big casting director. So I was 19 on Armageddon. Wow. And so from the frying pan straight into the fire. So you've been doing this since you're 19. Yeah. Damn. That was my first, that was my first movie. So just a couple of years, you just, just what are you like, 23 now? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I, I, I worked at Gersh for a while. I worked at ICM for a while. Um, in New York, and then I moved to LA and did another feature with Bonnie. And that's when it's sort of like, ah, oh, it's stuck. This is what I'm going to be doing. Nice. So, and you worked in you worked in several other casting offices in Los Angeles? I worked for Bonnie. I worked for uh, Lisa Fields. I worked for Lorraine Mayfield. 
um, all in LA. And then I always wanted to go home and I was able to get a job as the local associate on season four of The Wire. So I went home to Baltimore. Okay. So awesome. I think that that's something that's different from you about the rest of us. None, uh, well, I guess Brent, you worked briefly for someone in LA, but none of us really worked for any, uh, casting offices in LA. I think, I think we kind of all taught ourselves yep what to do <laughs> on some level you know fake it till you make it we figured it out as we went along yeah so. I, I was with talk- the help of mentors and- i was talking to liz earlier about uh you know working in conjunction with los angeles casting directors and probably for the first half of of the amount of time that i've been doing this no one ever talked to me from an la casting office like no one would ever communicate anything it would be like they're doing their thing and I'm doing my thing here. And it was like, it's just weird. It was weird. But now it's, it's all like intermixed. We all kind of like yeah, my work together more so. It was a little bit different. I think I definitely, in the first couple of shows, I was definitely in cahoots with the LA casting, but then there was a, a long chunk of time where they didn't call. We were just doing our own thing. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So you go to Baltimore and you start working with Pat Moran. Pat Moran. Mm-hmm. And then how does that manifest into you moving to New Orleans and creating this this amazing business that you have? I went I, I went and did a movie in Boston for a producer that I'd done a movie for in Baltimore. And then I knew if I went back to Baltimore because they had gotten rid of the incentive that I would go back to waiting tables full time. And I pulled out a map and I was like, mm, Detroit's cold. Um, New Mexico is not really my speed. I went to New Orleans once when I was like 25. I think I liked it. And I literally flew down for 24 hours. I got a job at Redfish. I found an apartment and I rented an office under the Broad Street Bridge at the Egg Building. Oh, I know that building. Yes. Yeah. Um, Oh God. Did people go there? Oh, I used to have David Simon sitting in that building for callbacks on the first season of Toronto. Really? Uh, Well, I guess that's like gritty he probably liked that right he's like megan we're not paying you enough are we i was like shut up <laughs> so um but yeah and then that's sort of how it happened i was here i actually went back to boston and did a couple more movies because it was in between when we had done the pilot for Tremay and we didn't know if it was being picked up right um but yeah i've been very fortunate so good well i'm glad we're all here and working all right. So look, you guys, I got a lot of questions that were that were sent on the old Facebook. Here we go. Yeah, it's a bunch. <laughs> and I don't know that we'll get through all of these. I'll, I'll sure as hell try to get a lot of them out. Um, but, you know, if you're if you're not passionate about uh, you can eat that grape, Brent. Brent, eat that. Brent wants you all to hear how crunchy yeah, this the grape is. Just do it. Just do it. Oh, oh my oh, God, that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> we have grapes and cheese here. Like this is, I told you this is a special day. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start off with a pretty, probably a pretty common question from actors and something that you probably have to deal with on a regular basis. When two different agents submit an actor for the same role, do you go with the first submission? And is it a problem for you if this happens? Does anybody have an immediate reaction to this yes go for it i'm so over this but the reality of it is this is not our problem and the actors and agents need to solve it themselves and should never put us in the middle of it i don't care what the situation is there's no situation where this is i don't care who 
I accept that submission from, even if I'm wrong in doing it. The reality of it is, is that why should I be responsible for keeping track of who reps who in this state? They should all be on the same playing field. And if they're not, well, then let them figure it out in the long run. So if someone is repped by, say you're casting a project in Louisiana and someone's repped by a Louisiana agent and their Louisiana agent submits them and their Texas agent submits them, but you select them from their Texas agent, will you just leave it? Or would you go back and make sure the Louisiana agent uh, is the agent that you call them in through? Because uh, it's, it's their responsibility. It's their responsibility. I don't ever want it to hop into my court. Gotcha. And I don't think it should. I don't think it's my... Look, if, if an actor is doing their due diligence mm-hmm. and an agent's doing their due diligence, they should be... They should realize where to submit and who to submit when those breakdowns come up. That's their own issue. Right. I don't want to deal with it. But generally, when I'm looking through submissions, I'm, I'm not looking at who the agency is. I'm looking at the face. So if I see Ryan Glorioso, I'll click your face once. I'll click it twice. I'll click it three times if I see you. And um, Breakdown will tell us, oh, and you've already requested it from right. so-and-so agency. So if I happen to notice in that moment, happen to notice keywords, that um, one's a local agent, I will change it to the local one. Yeah. But if... You know, it just happened on a, on a project that I'm casting right now where an actor got submitted by a Texas agency for one role in the movie and a Louisiana agency for a completely different role. I didn't notice. She's going to book the role from the Texas agency. That's 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 it. I'm not going to call the local one. Right. Because that local one didn't submit her for the role that she's actually. I've had for. I've had was, some you know, can't uh, track at all. I've I have I try. selected an actor from a Texas agent or Atlanta or wherever and uh, sent them an audition request and then had the local agent contact me and say, hey, you selected this person for uh, an audition, but we rep them in Louisiana um, and they've let their Texas agent know, can you switch it out? Do you have a problem? I mean, I know it's, it's extra work, but... I don't. Or do you get frustrated with that kind of thing? I mean, not really. I'm just like, okay, who? All of you agents get your talent to submit the tape, and you know, we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with that back end of it. Like, I, whatever you would. Do just... you have a problem with it, Megan? I just I find it frustrating because I do find it happening more often than not, and that's yeah. the thing. When you're busy and you're going through a submission, I'm not looking to make sure. Right. That it's yeah. from the right agent it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think since actors and agents have an understanding, like you rep me in Louisiana, you rep me in Georgia, you rep me. Okay, so stop submitting them. Right. Right. If you don't rep them in that market. Right. Please stop submitting them. Well, I want to make sure in case their other agent didn't. I said, yeah, but now it turns into this. Yeah. So They, they feel like they're going to be left out. Oh, you know? I think it's laziness. I think it's laziness on, 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 on the agent's part not to. They just want to submit. And the reality I of it I is... I wouldn't call it lazy. I don't think the word for it's lazy. You know what I mean? I, I think it does come from a place that they're trying to make sure their talent's being seen. It's just frustrating on the back end of things if it was done incorrectly. You know what I mean? I don't know that I would say it was lazy. Well, I, you know, I, I, I definitely understand that point, and I do give credit that... There's probably some instances where someone is submitting on that scope. But sometimes I think there's just a click, 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 submit. They don't, they don't read the breakdown and think about who they're submitting. Mm. 
I could see I could see that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not everyone. It's not all the agents, but uh, some of it's obvious. But you know, back to the talent side of it, uh, you know, these actors, some of them ha- will have, you know, 20 different agents. Like you you'll do a search yeah. for someone and they'll <laughs> they come up, up you know, a full page region, every state. <laughs> yeah, so New Mexico, Michigan. It's really <laughs> like, oh, it's okay. really hard like if I'm looking for someone specific, like I they're you know, the actual person like, "Oh, I want to search Jason Edwards." And I search his name and I see him like with 20 different profiles on breakdown. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll I got click the local one and that I, Yeah, I got to figure out which one <laughs> Which one's the one that uh, that I know? I mean, I don't know all every agent across yeah. the country, you know, because we're in the southeast market. So I think that I think I'll always are... click the Louisiana agent if that's an option. But what happens if they get submitted by two different Texas agents? Then I just click uh, the one that I work with more and often. And that's that is like a thing. With, that is know? a thing. A lot of a lot of actors have a Dallas area and a <clears throat> Houston area agent, and it gets. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, who I guess for me it's whoever submitted first, you know. I have no but I, I really, I really, first, though, huh? well, if I if I have selected them already and then I see them later in a submission and I select them again, it would do that pop up thing. Because Ryan's you're fast. Ryan will oh, sit there and wait for submissions to come in and click them instantly. Sometimes <laughs> you don't even wait for submissions. He'll just have when it go ahead and make like Cassie oh, yeah. select. I just se- I just select people a lot of times. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do you feel that you should make the decision on that i mean because let's be honest an actor is a business and they need to start treating it their the way they operate their business like a business the agents or the actors the the actors so i don't understand why it should be our 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 well our due diligence of saying you know what this agent submitted first or this you know that shouldn't be my problem well in my it's not that they submitted first if it's a if it's a if they're with a Louisiana agent, then I assume that that is a local actor, and I'm I am hiring them to be a local New Orleans hire and not pay them for a hotel or per diem or travel or any that any of that stuff. But it, it, see, I, I for instance, there's an actor Mark who I'm sure we all know in this room who's rep, repped only by a Dallas agent, but he's a local actor. He lives here. But so, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'm not okay. saying, I mean, my whole point here is that actors need to take a little bit more responsibility on the business that they're doing. And the business of them being, sub- them being submitted is business. That's part of their business. It's just like anything we do as part of our business. So you're saying if they get an appointment for a project that's in Louisiana from their Georgia agent, yep. they should say to their Georgia Absolutely. agent, this needs to go through my agent in Louisiana. Yes. And it should never go any further than that and never get back to me. And I should never get a phone call from an agent because it's... I guess I can agree with that for sure. Yeah, the actor right. should but call the do, agent and how get do it they switched know? around. How do they know they're being submitted by their Georgia agent? Well, if the Georgia agent reaches out to the actor to tell them about an audition or to send them an eco-cast request. Gotcha. I mean, look... And that's probably their... Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but... Well, go for it. You can, you can interrupt. This is what also needs to happen is if the actor is doubting whether that local agent is representing them to the capacity that the Georgia agent is representing when say my Georgia agent submitting let me see your submission report if you submitted me it's yours there you if go. you didn't yep. your Georgia agent's taking it yeah and it doesn't matter what role in my eyes 
Because the reality of it is, is that I end up switching that anyway. I don't know. I mean. What do you mean? Oh, people submit and I And just, you'll change them to another role? Oh, uh, that's. Yeah, I do that all the 98% time. 98% of the time. That's because people are just click, 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 click. They like All right. This is a, I got another question. Good first, good first question, everybody. Good job. All right. All right. This is uh this one had the most likes on, I, I told the uh, people writing the questions on Facebook, the ones with the most likes would move up to the top. All right. So to what extent do you as a casting director go to bat for a local actor that you know is right for the role when producers are insistent on bringing that role from L.A. or New York? Have you ever suggested to a producer that an offer only be extended to a local actor? So it's a two-parter. Offer only to yeah. a local actor? Yes. When they're up against a, an actor from L.A. who the producers already think is right? Yeah. Well, no, they need not to necessarily. They need to read for it. Not necessarily that situation, but... Two questions. So first part is LA actor is the producer's choice, but you have this great person that's local that you know would do a better job. Would you go to bat for him? Yes. Do, and how far how know? far would you push it? Depends on how much I believe in them, I think, <laughs> to be honest with you. But they have to read. I mean, they need, I'll use their demo and they have to read for it. They, I need the ammo to push for this person. Okay. So that's my answer to it. So no offer only from Liz Coulon. I think the reality of offer only is uh, far and few between than with these actors assume. Yeah. Especially these days. I mean, maybe there's some offer onlys on some. I mean, look, Oscar Award winners, you know. Right. You know, but. Most actors read. Most Most actors actors read. read. Yeah. Even if. No one even knows they're reading. They're reading. I mean, sometimes they want a job that bad. I mean, I've heard of situations like that. Yeah. I mean, how how are these producers going to do an offer only if they don't really know this actor, you know, aren't as familiar with their work as, you know, an A-list movie star or TV star? Absolutely. Right? Have you ever done an offer only, Megan? No, not in, the, in this market. No, it, I would say it doesn't exist. I mean, I've I've had actors book from their reels, but yeah, you know that's, that's not, and that's different. usually like a, you know, it might be something that happens in advance, but sometimes it's a, you know, a couple of days before the job works or the day before the job works, and we don't have time to <clears throat> see them for auditions, and you you know you have that great reel, that's when it comes into play. But I would say all casting directors go to bat for the actors they believe in. It's part of our job. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what we do. That's you know. That's what the integrity that's the job comes from. Description of yeah. what we do. You know. Exactly. I yeah. agree. I agree with that. And I think when I'm reading a script, if there's some roles that you know, in our first meeting, you'll go meet with the producers or director or whoever it is, and they'll say, "Oh, this role, this role, that role." That's going to come from Los Angeles. And if I feel that I have the role locally or regionally, I will say, let me do a pass at that role or I'll just do it anyway. And we'll get some people on tape and or, you know, collect some demo reels of people who we think could work local for a bigger role that they think needs to come out of Los Angeles. So, yes, we go to bat for the locals and regionals. And I think what everyone needs to realize is that's what makes our job exciting day to day. I mean, I know Megan just called me today and was excited about someone getting a big role in a, a project and you know one of the highlights i know of um pause, pause. 
Okay. Got some grapes going. <laughs> um, so she was excited. Yeah, and you know, I know whenever I end up fighting for someone and getting them a large role, and you know, because you know, we, look, it's not, especially in today's society, it is not that easy to put you out there and put and put your opinion out there um, for someone to either like or dislike or agree or disagree with, and. When, as a casting director, you're making that big push for someone, that's what you're doing. You're putting, you're making yourself vulnerable to someone higher than you's opinion. Same thing an actor goes through every time. And the reality of it is, is that we, that's the the same, that's what we get excited about. Like, we want to go out and and, and make that big pitch. We want every actor to be, to be fantastic. I mean, I know that's one of the highlights of, you know, and, and I'm sure you two go through the same thing being right next to each other in offices, Megan and I being right next to each other in offices. That's the thing that, you know, we get excited and yeah, like guess yeah. what guess what happened today? Boom. You I know? love it. Yeah. It makes it's very exciting. I don't think actors realize that it's nerve wracking for us too to send those links off sometimes. Absolutely. I mean how exciting how exciting I'm like, oh, is I hope it? they like everybody. If not, I'm screwed because these are all the best yeah. people. These are my favorites for each role, and if they don't like them, I quit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I always have anxiety when I send a link off. What I mean, how exciting is it when, you know, both markets are looking for a role and they end up casting yeah. a huge role from from us. I mean, that's that's fun. I love that. I love that. And that that happens it happens more than a lot of the local actors think. Absolutely. Know? It's really cool. I mean, we have a great talent pool here. We we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's only getting better. I get I get a lot of compliments from the from the folks on uh, Preacher about the talent pool here. They just like are always like, Man, the talent in New Orleans is so good. Yeah. I mean, we've had producer jason edwards on the show before he was awesome i don't know if you've ever seen it but good scene all right megan i'm gonna steer this one to you what are the two most influential things an actor can do in an in-person audition that will get you to seek them out for future roles (laughs) i know it's so hard it's so hard if y'all maybe, have anything too, you could maybe you read it twice and give us more thinking time. What are the two things? What are the two most influential things an actor can do in an in-person audition versus a taped uh, that will get you to seek them out for the future? Why does it have to be two? Why can't it be one? Be one. Okay, make it one, Brent. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you what the first one is: the fact that they came. Yeah, that's good. The that's- fact that I didn't get a self-tape. Yeah. True, true. All right. This is gonna this is gonna answer a lot of people's questions about the self tapes. All right, good. But yeah, I mean, A, you're in the room. And you see such a varying degree of people and sort of whether or not they take being an actor seriously. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. There were some people that literally seem bored with it. They come in, they found it in. All right, thank you for coming, you know? Do you think that actors in our market because it's so busy, are bored with it? Like they come in and it's like, oh, I've had, you know, I've had 15 auditions this week. Or do you think that for the most part they're... I don't know that boredom's the right word. I think you can get complacent sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And acting is a muscle. Like you have to sort of flex it and be constantly working on it. So I feel a lot of times... 
people will come in and they'll go through the motions. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll hit every sort of bit of scene direction. They'll do it exactly how it's written and call it a day and off they go. You know? Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, you didn't really think about making any other choice through there. You know, sometimes, yeah, I want exactly what's on the page. But when you're in a room, we can always do it again. Yeah, exactly. So if you have something you want to show me, go ahead. Yeah. And then we'll do it my way. <laughs> but no. So So know. that's that's it. Do it Megan's way. Do it my way. Or you're not coming back. No, I'm just kidding. Um yeah, I think that I think that's all. I think that's true for me too. I mean, I think I that I believe that what you've just said for the way I work as well. Um, do Do you guys have anything that stands out to wanting to bring people back? I, I like I like it when a new person comes in that I don't know and and just surprises the hell yeah, out of it. me. I mean that like. If you're a new person out there or like a former new person that came in for me and then you started seeing me like once a week for like <laughs> a month, it's because you were awesome the first time. I just want you to know that. Like there, there's like, there'll be people that come in and who like randomly sent an email with their picture and I, and I'll read their resume and I'm like, oh God, they, they, they did like uh, the groundlings or, you know, they studied at this and I'll bring them in for something and then they kick ass and i'm like and i'll tell him right there i'm like you're a really good actor like why have i never seen you before like what's going on who are you where you know i want to know who they are i want to know more and so i'll start bringing them in i find it so bizarre when when somebody like that comes in and i'm like who are you did you just move here like i've been living here for three years i'm like and you've been represented the whole time and you really got pitched to me or you know you were just like a sea of faces in a submission of 500 people yeah. Your agent needed to like let us know you moved here three years ago. I had a guy a more. yesterday who came in and I was like, this guy's really good. I was in after he was done, I was like, I was like, dude, you're really good. Like, why have I never met you? He's like, Oh, I'm new to New Orleans. I've been here for like five months. And I was like, Well, awesome. And then I like immediately walked out and I, I talked to all your people, Liz. I was like, you guys, you got to bring this guy in. He's really good. <laughs> meet meet him. I nice. do that all the time. I run next door. I'm like, have you met this guy? Yeah, we do that. Or girl. It's... <laughs> yeah. That's fun. And then they start getting auditions and they come in. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, a way to uh, come back for the future is just be a, a damn good actor and come in, it. come in and kill it your first time. You'll, you'll usually grab me. What if somebody? What if somebody blows it? You know, will you bring them back? Yeah, yeah. You know, what? what fool me what? once, fool me twice. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> depends on what you mean by blows it. I think. Oh like yeah. If they're unprepared. If you know. So then, uh, if it's somebody new. Sorry, Megan. Oh no. Yeah. If it's somebody new, but you see, you know, you see something in them, oh. but they just. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Everybody has bad days. You know what I mean? I think. There's this misconception out there that there's this, you know, list of names or board that we hide in their office. It's like, no, no. As Justin said on a previous episode, there is no slack line. Or maybe I said that. (laughs) Like we all get on a a instant message thing and talk about people. Gotcha. No. (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm all for, I'm all for giving people a shot. Absolutely. Personally. So... Good. Okay, so we talked about that. Okay, now I got a I got a taped audition question here. 
Do personal taped auditions get equally watched and considered as the live taped auditions? Live Mm. auditions. I'll tell you right now, yes, for me. I'm watching everything right now, but there have been times where no. Mm. Yeah? No. Because you found what you needed locally. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you they don't get it from me. They don't? Mm-mm. No, because I watch taped auditions. I know whether in the first ten seconds whether I want to keep watching it. Yeah, will you watch the second take? No. Or start playing it? Mm-mm. No. Do you ask for two takes, or are you a one taker? It does. Like honestly, I'm I'm not lying to you. Within ten seconds, I know whether I want to keep watching. What about you, Megan? I in general just don't like them. No. No. There, there's no consistency. To them, you can give the best instructions on the planet. They still don't get followed. You know what I mean? And then you know what? To me, that says you can't follow instructions. It means you can't read. You know what I mean? I sent you I sent you exactly what it was supposed to look like. Right. And if from jump, you can't manage to follow instructions. Are you, do you mean the, like the quality of the tape or the actual yeah, read? Yeah, or like, like, any notes like on... your slate should be a medium shot with your gotcha. name and your height. And next thing you know, I know where they went to elementary school. Wait, yeah. you, you know what that. I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't need a dissertation. Yeah. I can I... barely get people to watch 10 seconds, yeah. let alone a 40 second slate. So it sounds like we, we, at least we both do. I'm assuming Brent and Ryan do send pretty detailed taping. I put lines. pictures and... on my instructions <laughs> of, of what the yourself. framing should look like and not look like. Follow and our instructions, still... guys. Still, I get the vertical iPhone video. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, that's like a big bullet point on mine. No vertical video. I have that like with a, a big vertical? red, you know, <laughs> uh, mark through it. Like, don't do this. What do you well, call I, that? Um, that. I, I don't know do not. The, the do not yeah. symbol. Um, I worked with a, on, a, on a big project a couple years ago with a casting director in Los Angeles who refused, she wanted to watch everything, and she refused to watch any tapes with a vertical video. So if you sent a vertical video, I don't care how fantastic you are or how great it was, you got deleted right away. Wow. You have to follow the instructions. Yeah. I mean, they really do stand out. Like if I'm sending some, some taped auditions with my selects, and then there's just one that's just like, uh, it just... It makes me feel like I don't have good taste. You know, it's like, oh, I sent that crappy thing. So, guys, just read the instructions. Well, and it's like, okay, I've extended the courtesy to you so you don't have to come into my office. Right. So at the very least, follow the instructions. Yeah. And make it look like it came from my office. Well, I'm getting ready to start another show and I'm doing live only. Yeah? I'm over it. I'm over the bad self-tapes. I'm over... Because it, it, what actors also don't understand, we're in the room because we may have information to help you. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how long it took you to do that one. Right. That one take. Was that actually your 45th take? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They do have all the control in the world. And so when you're in a room, and sometimes I know the actor's really talented, but was the read was completely off the mark. Right. Well, now what am I going to do? Uh, on the tape, yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I got a, my producer's expecting a link, and now I and have this to... person would have killed it, but they didn't come in and audition live. Yeah. So the choices they made, I couldn't correct. Yeah. They're in the room, and instead, I have this tape that's not going to go anywhere because. I got to tell you, I I put out a breakdown this week, and uh, part of it is it takes place in Japan. So, all of the Japanese characters 
live in Japan. They have to be Japanese and they have to have, they're not speaking Japanese, but they have to have a Japanese accent. Okay, A, I had like, you know, like 15 submissions for one of the roles that is three characters, right? Like we got to pick three. And wow. like half of them did not do a Japanese accent, more than half. I had to like resend it. Like, okay, you read live in Japan, you're Japanese. You're like, it's in the instructions, you know, read the, just like Megan said, read the instructions. Um, so, so annoying. We so spent a lot of time making detailed notes on sides, yeah. you know. Follow them. Follow them. Follow them. Follow them. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> that's, that's not. That's when you crunch a grape. Okay, so. I was going to. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you were unprepared. <laughs> I should just have a You should always have a, a grape handy. No, Nobody's eaten any cheese, by the way. Robert, nobody's eaten any of your cheese. I am. Okay, Megan is. Um, so I know that you're not all huge fans of the tapes, but obviously sometimes we do have to take some tapes, um, in the slates, full body shots. I need full body shots, you know, cause I need to see what your full body looks like, right? My studio needs to see what this person looks like during the slate. Do you have a preference zooming out? Or just an up and down pan. I know I have a preference there. Zooming out. Zooming, Zooming out. out. And I'll tell you in that in the instructions. Yes. Don't do the pan close up. It's we can't tell what you look like. It's so awkward when you hit over several parts of the body. The pan. Yeah. It's like whoa. Whoa. That was real tight. Dude. Why did you pause on the crotch? Just <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> You all know what I'm talking about. Um, back to the self-tape thing. I'll also, when I send out a request for an audition, I'll tell you if this is one where you need to come in live or if I'm okay with self-tapes. Yeah. And sometimes Amelia will send out a, um, a notice and say, you know, um, here's your request. Here's your self-tape request because you're in Atlanta or something. But if you want to come in live for this role, we have you have the option to email Amelia and... And if we have a spot, she'll schedule you. So we often encourage and offer live spots. If I don't put that in the notes, though, it's might, maybe not the case. But, you know, if you want to come in, ask your agent to see if we have a spot for you. Yeah. Yeah, we, my office, we usually accommodate. If someone writes in and they're like, hey, so-and-so would like to come in live, we, you know, like, I don't always use the entire five minutes or whatever I give an actor for the audition. There's always time to squeeze somebody in, you know? Or somebody's not going to show anyway. Exactly, exactly. Which is weird. Mm -hmm. No shows? So strange. It's so weird. Confirmed no shows. I don't understand that. Me neither. I also don't understand getting the sides. Like, I just got them. So so what that means. Yeah, okay. So why did you tell me that? So what Brand is saying is actors who come in and say, oh, uh, I just got these. Like, uh, I just got these an hour ago or whatever how is that our problem no but here's the thing for me i know when you got them i sent them exactly (laughs) so i don't understand the guy ahead of you didn't have a problem exactly yeah i just don't want to hear so is that a problem with with uh them checking their emails from their agents you know you gotta you it's you are your business you know, like like brent said you know and you have to you have to manage your your work, you know, and just don't come in unprepared. Like, you know, a lot of times you can tell your agent, I need more time or something. And then don't let me know. 
Yeah. You know, tell your agent you need more time. Let her email Amelia. See if there's a later time you can come. Or I don't know. Just don't show up completely unprepared. Don't I, walk in the room. I've also had people, like, let's say it's raining outside and you, you, for whatever reason, you get splashed by a puddle and you come in here and I open the door and there you are and I want to pull you in right now and you just need a second. Tell me you need a freaking second. I'll yeah. bring in the next person. Gather yourself. Because when you come into the room, I want you to be ready. Yeah. You know, and I, I, if you need a minute, ask for it. If I have it, yeah. I'll give it to you. If it's a callback, probably not. You're up next. But for an audition, take take a minute. Yeah. If you need, and if you need ten more minutes to go run your script before yeah. you come in and blow the audition, <laughs> tell me. Blow it away. <laughs> tell me. Knock it out of the. Yeah. Blow oh. it away. All right. This is a. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about this one. How do you feel about an actor entering the room in character, and have you ever been blown away by anyone who has done that? No. <laughs> so you feel no, or are you I'm, just not? The I mean, well, I, first off, I don't even know what that means in character. Like, like dressed up and like, like in what? What does it mean in character? Like, okay, he's play, like playing a, playing a um, I think an autistic person or something, and they have to be. You know, in a different mindset. Hopefully we've met you before and we know that you're not, yeah. you know, I don't know, know, know who you are. Yeah. You are. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I think actors all have their own process. Yeah. You know, and the more they're in front of us and live in a room and we're aware of what that process is, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem. You yeah. know what I mean? I've done some heavy stuff over the years, like Roots and 12 years, where it's like, obviously... You're going to have to do something fierce to sort of get to where you yeah. need to get. So if that means you've been out in the hallway pacing and as soon as you come in, you need to go, to we'll go. go. Yeah. yeah. You know, I get a lot of actors who, who will come in and like, I don't, when actors come in, I don't slate with them right off the bat. I want to do the scene and they'll come in and I'm like ready to go. You know, I'm ready to do the scene with them. And they're like, Oh, should we, should we slate? Should we slate? And I'm like, I'll tell you when I'm no. No, don't worry. Don't freaking worry about slating. It's not important, okay? We'll we'll get to you saying your name on camera after this is done. Let's do let's focus on the scene, you know, focus on the work at hand. Like stay in the moment. You're slating, you're taking yourself out of it. I don't mind actors coming in in character. Like but I can tell if they walk in the room and they look like today we did junkies. This girl, she came in, she looked ready to go she had already her tears are half there you know things so we just sat down and did it we'll slate after yeah you know just go for it yeah i mean you're you're in it let's stay in it don't break i guess i guess i don't mind them coming into character in in character i just don't want them to be inappropriate Um, or (laughs) weird i mean i've i think i think in a headspace and in characters too different i I guess i'm looking at yeah different I mean, because if you're in the headspace, great. But, like, I mean, you know, like, some people, well, yeah, coming in the character can push it a little far. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. I had this uh, back in the day in Shreveport. This wasn't even an actor. This is just a fun story I'll tell. I um, I was doing this movie called The Midnight Man, which became the became a movie, another title. It was actually really successful as a horror movie. Um called the exterminator the i can't remember anyway <laughs> so there was an exterminator in the movie who's like he's the the villain the guy who kills everybody in the movie right 
And there's this random guy who came to my office in Shreveport, and he's like, uh, hey, man, I, I heard about this movie, and um, I, I am an exterminator in real life, and I really love to... Um, I really love to uh, audition for the exterminator, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, that's being cast out of L.A. I'm, I'm not. I was like, okay, all right, great, great, great. So I did. I didn't even get the guy's info or anything. I start doing my casting sessions, and it's like so, like such a busy time for us. We had like all these shows gone, and I'm doing this casting, and then this exterminator walks into my lobby and he's like he's like spraying in the lobby and he's got a, like a gas mask on and i'm like i'm like hey 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 oh hey who are you what are you doing you know and and it, and he takes the mask off and it's the guy and i'm like oh oh hey he's like hey i just i really want to want an opportunity for this part so i i went ahead and uh, and did some pictures with my son and he pulls out a book uh, of like eight by tens, and I, I was like, okay, well, I'll look at it. I open it. The first picture is him with a giant buck knife, like a Rambo knife, oh, holding God. it. And then the next one is him with holding his son by his forehead oh, with the God. knife to his throat. And then the next one is him with the son over his shoulder with the knife above him, like. And, and I, so what yeah. happened? Did you and audition so this I was guy? like. Well, thank you very much. I'm not seeing this role right now, but let me take your picture. So I took his pictures and then I figured out he was like a friend of somebody that was like a crew member on the set. So I immediately took it. He left and I ran down to the production office and I was like, oh my God, please take this and please make sure this guy never, you know, comes to my office again. He has a buck knife and, you know, an exterminating kit. Like... So, don't do that, people. That's, don't do that. Don't come into character. Do you still have his contact? I got a buddy of a discovery that might love him. Oh, yeah? Yeah? You could do a show about this guy. Yeah. If you're listening, email Megan Lewis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, this could go for self-taped auditions or it can go for, you know, in when you're taping someone, when someone is uh, films an audition and the script calls for them to enter or exit the scene, do you believe they should or shouldn't walk off camera? What did you say? This is for taped taped or in your room. Do you mind if they move around? Does it have to be stagnant standing in one place? What, how do you, how do you guys feel? I think about we're that? all probably different maybe, but I like some movement. I like a little movement. I mean, I want to see their face. Um, if they want to walk to the, to a mark or, you know, give a little energy to, Okay, yeah. I, I kind of, if you come in live, I'll give you a zone. I'll give you some space to move in and I'll let you know what that space is. And yeah. if, if it's a scene where you walk in, no, I don't want you to come in off camera, but you can start further back by the wall and kind of come towards me a little bit as an angle. Like you're walking into the space. I think it looks good on camera personally. I do too. By you guys. Do? Brent, um, you like people to move around or you just want to see the, the close up shot. Um, I mean, I don't mind if they move around and I don't mind whatever they need to do to get in that headspace. Like if they need to step in the frame or whatever, the reality of it is, is where I'm going to rest the audition is shoulders up. Yeah. I'm pretty tight. Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't like, sometimes that's not always the favorable thing. Like I've even been corrected on it by directors asking me to go wider. So they can see a little more of their physicality. Yeah. But, um, I still, you know, I'll have a rebuttal about that too. Because <laughs> um, look, I what's mean, what's the rebuttal? I, uh, that I, if I can't believe it in the eyes, I can't believe it anywhere. 
And if you don't plan on shooting a close-up, don't shoot it. Okay. So, I mean, but that's... That's, that's fair. It's hot in here, isn't um, it? We need to turn. You know, but again, like, it's... Everybody's got their preference and things. Like, again, it's... That's just where I find it. And sometimes, like, I'll even go... Like, if I... There's particular things. Like, comedy, I go wider. Yeah. You know? Um, dramatic, I'll go tighter. Some horror, I'll go wider. Comedy, I usually stay pretty wide. Just because it's... it's it, what I'm casting in comedy would probably lend towards more of a, of a physical appeal anyway. Yeah. When I usually it? stay pretty tight, but I still like some movement, like if the scene calls for yeah. it. Because I think it's weird when they just stand straight and stare right at that. What, what are you doing? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You need yeah. to move around a little bit. No, I don't need your, you know, oh, never mind. Like your banana phone or, you know, if they're doing something silly like driving the car, I'll crop it out. Yeah. But that movement kind of looks good. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, yeah. Space work. I, I like, yeah. A little yeah. space work helps. It. Otherwise, yeah. it's just, I don't know, it's not as believable. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind them using a prop. Like, not like a crazy prop, but if you want to use your phone or you want to, like, have a... I don't know. Is, I don't it, mind is a that desk e- considered a prop? I don't mind that either, but do you remember that time? Were you working with me when somebody came in with an entire tiny um, school desk with a lap, uh, a desktop computer on top? You Didn't he book up? that? Yes, he did. It was amazing, actually, but don't do that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> he walked in. I was like, what is happening? I just need a moment to set up. And he puts down the desk, and he puts a freaking desktop computer on top, kicks his feet up, and has an apple he's eating. And it looked fantastic, but I was like... I wouldn't advise bringing your entire bedroom set up, but he did book it actually. So. He was ready. He was ready to go. That was Roger Timber. He always does that. If he's read for you, he always brings so much stuff in. I haven't seen him in years. I, I haven't think seen he's in that LA. guy in a while. Holy mackerel! Yes. He He wrote, and not only that, but he, I'm gonna correct you. I don't think it was a laptop. I think it was a desktop because he's wrote in in a desktop with me one time. Yeah, it, it was, was a desktop. A desktop. <laughs> It, it was, was a desktop. desktop. Did he, he book did it, it for you too? Did he book it? Yeah, I think he booked oh, it. Oh my god! Shoot. Did he do it for you? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I never Don't gave him breathe. the opportunity. Uh, <laughs> Roger, if you're out there, I want that desktop in my office. I mean, it was an old desktop too, huh? Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it, 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 well, he set a scene, man. It was crazy and ridiculous. Oh my god! Great. What about you, Megan? Do you like um, them entering the? Um, usually, no. Like you said, I don't mind if they take like sort of two steps in mm-hmm. um also for me with the camera i use go out of focus it huh? goes out of focus like immediately that's so. what i tell the actors too and this is a note for you guys for the most part we probably use the same cameras assuming it's like breakdown setup yeah stay in frame because the first few seconds when you pop in if you went out are going to be out of focus yeah <laughs> just yeah. stay so start further back and walk yeah. towards us or you know you can exit if it's done but yeah all i yeah stay always in stay frame. in the frame even if you're moving in a little bit yeah, for Don't sure. Don't throw yourself at the wall. No, oh my God. That do you guys have people that slam themselves I, into your wall? Well, I have people use the wall. Like if they're getting shot, and they're supposed to do this thing, uh-huh. I'll have them stand to where they're just like a few inches off of it, mm-hmm. so that way they can sort of just hit the wall and slide down, as opposed to. Gotcha. Because I I get such anxiety when they start throwing themselves yeah. on the ground because I'm afraid they're going to get hurt. Yeah, that, I'm that afraid they're going to get hurt. I was doing a movie. I was doing a movie called Freelancers. This was like five or six years ago here in New Orleans. I didn't have an office here yet. And I was at the production <laughs> yeah. office, which was like somewhere in the CBD. And I and it was like all these like gangbanger type people and like, you know, people running from the cops. 
right? And this one guy, he's doing this scene. He's running, 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 and he's running in place. And it looked really good. I'm like, oh, this looks good. It looks like he's being chased. And then the, the cops catch him, and they slam him. And this guy slammed himself against the wall. It was the last audition of the day. Slammed himself against the wall. And I have the video still. You can see the drywall <laughs> behind him just, like, crack. Go <laughs> like a like a... Um, I don't know, like the building had been rocking or something. Like earthquake. Yeah, like an earthquake. Earth. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, Robert was helping me. I was like, Robert, let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> we, did, we didn't use this room. <laughs> I had an actor that it was like a male strip review audition. Okay. And the guy, a guy came in, decided to take his shirt off. And he was swinging around his head and threw it at me and knocked the camera completely (laughs) off the desk. (laughs) Once again, that guy got the job. You know what I mean? It was like one of those weird things where it was like, he's getting all into it and he throws a shirt and it literally takes the tripod and a camera and (laughs) off it went. I'm pretty sure the guy who cracked the wall got the part. I I can't remember for sure, but I think he did. Maybe there's something to be said for really going for it then, huh? Well, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna stop this because no telling what we're gonna do next week. Guys, do not crack your walls. Actually, people ask me my pet peeve all the time like what's your biggest pet peeve when you slam into my wall oh my god it drives me nuts when you're like not in control and it, it makes me nutty also understand that ryan and i share a wall yeah. so when you bump into his wall you, we hear it in my office we already can hear everything that each other say and i can hear all your auditions that you do for liz just want y'all to know that <laughs> oh that doesn't make them nervous at all you know like the anxiety just went up eight wondering why i didn't call you in not no, if the air on if the air's on we're good he can't hear you don't worry yeah i think i think i can hear more in my office than you can hear from me in your office really i think i don't know well charlotte sits on the other side you of can the hear space that brent and i use and i'm every once in a while if i know we're gonna have some like stunt people auditions or something like that i'll be like charlotte get ready we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna start banging on the wall yeah you can hear pretty good you know i we have carpet though. Yeah, all through have- the office. Oh, you do. You have those. It probably absorbs a lot of sound. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I mean, I think you're just bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we are bouncing. I need some. We need pads. Anyway. Yeah. Back to <laughs> the questions. They <laughs> don't care about our. We get. Sound. We get Jason to edit that out. I'm just kidding. We don't edit on this show. <clears throat> all right. So, I don't know. This might be a weird one. Do you have a set of rules or do you follow some kind of standards to be able to choose anyone aspiring or auditioning for one's role? Um, Say that again. God. If there are, can you enumerate them? Do you go by what you see at the moment of the audition or just by your guts? Do you have any preference at all? Thank you. I feel like that that was a really long trivial pursuit question and I'm going to need you to repeat it. Yeah, I was Wait. I was sidetracked by Brent. What's what's your criteria? Microphone. What's your criteria in selecting someone to come and audition? So, just from submissions, what's our criteria? Sure. Why do we pick people? Yeah. Or, or is there another way you would pick someone outside of a submission? I mean, it starts with submissions, doesn't it? So, you know, we release a breakdown, agents submit you, we open the roll up and we see it, a tiny thumbnail of headshots. How big is that? Like, you know, two inches by two inches. So first thing is your headshot. Yep. 
you know, and then we'll click on your, your resume and your demo reel. And, oh, I love slate shots. I don't know. Do you guys like the slate shots? Oh, it's good. That's one of the questions in here. I like them. I like them. I like it when I can see your body in it, not just your head. I just, for me, if I, if I don't know people, I'll just kind of first click on slate shot, slate shot, slate shot, slate shot, and just to kind of like see who they really are. Yeah. So it used to be that I'd click on all the headshots. Now I just click your slate shot. It's nice because a lot of times they don't, they don't look like their picture when you click on the slate shot. It'll be like, oh, they're a little grittier. You kind of see what they sound they're pretty, like. Uh, and they're pretty picture. I also like to watch demo reels. I do too. So we look at your materials, basically. Whatever yeah. you have on, on your actor's access, if that's the medium I'm using to... Put it all up there. Just make sure it's quality. You know, Don't put the crud. Make sure you have good taste. You know. What, what were you going to say? I feel like I cut you off. Oh, no. I know. I, I, I think we all look at the same things. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? I think... Yeah, there's... I don't know that there's one thing that stands out is the reason yeah. somebody comes in the room. Right. You just have to be what we're I mean, looking for, you know? You know, obviously experience gets you in the door as well. If you're a seasoned actor and we know you can deliver, I'm going to, and you're right for the role, I'm more than likely going to bring you in. But I'm also going to bring some people that maybe I'm not as familiar with. In. Yeah. Um, and that could be based on your photos. It could be based on something that I read on your resume. It could be based on your reel, you know? Or the slate shot. If I only have a certain amount of time for live reads for a specific role, I might just send a bunch of tape requests out for people I don't know yet just to kind of get a feel for maybe who I want to bring in next time, you know, or bring in now if I um, have time later in the week or something. Right. I just released a role for um, a, a Latino female in a certain age range, and I don't have very many of that type of person here locally. So Latino females move to New Orleans. In their 40s. Yeah, almost everybody that's submitted from Atlanta, Texas, whatever, I, you know, I've asked them all to tape. Why not? Yeah, that's... Tape and I'll watch them and then maybe we'll bring in who, who we like. That's like me with my Japanese roles. We have no... Everybody we have tape. no options in New Orleans. <laughs> maybe one. And I've already used them on the show. You know, and so I, yeah, everybody's taping. Everybody, everybody who submitted is taping. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, follow the direction. Japanese actors move to New Orleans. <laughs> and also, I don't know how you guys feel about this, um, but I don't mind you uploading lots of options. If you have different ideas on how to play the scene, and you're uploading to EcoCast separate the files until I can not use one if I don't like it. But give me options, man. Like tape it. To two times at least for me and then maybe even more if you have ideas because we have the option to hide or show specific links or tapes and or if we have to move it to another medium we can download the ones that we like so keep your files separate show me what you can do and then um you know don't just upload one tape i've never met you before one take like was megan was saying earlier just as it is on the page show me your choices upload different options and um you know that will get you in the room next time and or get you another ego cast yeah how, how many times i don't you guys might do this too brent and megan but liz and i will get a tape or see somebody that we're not we're both not familiar with and we'll just like invite each other over and be like you gotta see this guy's audition or this girl's audition yeah. and just like it might be something hilarious that we you know that's good and that we just like how many times have i like said this 
this line over yeah, and over no, for I was the, about to say for the last maybe we shouldn't no we shouldn't okay. for the last month I've been like saying this one line because of the way this guy delivered it it was just brilliant and like I, I just want to go back and watch his audition all the time and we share we share that stuff with each other all the time we're like oh do you know this person you should really if, bring him in when it gets quiet in the hallways somebody somewhere in the hall will yell out that line and it's a good time <laughs> Yeah, we got to keep ourselves amused. We do that all the time to answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> How's that grape? Well, that, is, grape. that is the crispy sound of a green grape. I don't know what you call those grapes, but they're huge. They're not organic. Wow. Robert is calling uh -oh. you out. Roberto. All right. But some people don't like multiple takes, right? I know I've worked with some casting people out unless i just they only want one they want the best way well, the best follow, follow directions but know? i only send one tape i i usually send one take um unless it's a huge role and there's some room to play i'll send two different tapes yeah i might not send more than one but i want you to send me multiples especially if we haven't met yeah. before or if you have ideas different and ideas. i'll tell the actor when they're in the room if they if they do two takes i'll be like we're using we're using that last one. So if you know, if it's so if they get you know, because on, you know if it's a callback or if they book the role from tape, you know, remember what you did. I don't actually mind sending actors the audition after once they, they book it. Once they've booked it, yeah. If they That's just smart. want a refresher, yeah. Because at idea. the end of the day, you want them to kill it on you set. You doing well yeah. is a reflection of yeah. literally our entire yeah. community of actors. Exactly. So I need you to do a good job. Especially if they don't have a callback, right? Because then they didn't get to work with the director. If there was one take that you got, if you came in our office and read it five, six different ways, but one take got you the role, you need to know what that is. Yeah. That's a good point. Exactly. Yeah. Or if I'll you did a self-tape and you <laughs> sent me six takes... You might not know which take I use. I'm not using six maybe you takes. Should ask. Once you book, maybe they should ask. Some people do. You know, which yeah. Which one was it? <laughs> if you don't have a callback and you didn't get to work with the director. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, I'm going to ask this question and maybe we'll take a little break. Okay. This is. Uh, the casting director is the reader as well as the camera op. You're the only person in the room running the audition. Mm -hmm. Do you want them to, if you're trying to do multiple things, read, run camera, control your computer, do you want them to look at you or do you want them to look somewhere else? I usually tell them where I want them to look. Okay. Is it usually at you? Like talking yeah, to usually, you? usually. So it's to me, not to camera. And then if I don't have a preference, let's say it's a conversation with multiple people. Yeah. I want them to set their sight line wherever they're comfortable. Pick different, pick different where the different points. people are. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but I need the folks at home to realize that they are acknowledging all the different people right. in the scene as opposed to just staying dead on with me. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if that's the case for actor, you know, and the casting director is doing multiple tasks, try and stay focused and not get thrown by, you know, what the casting director is doing and just stay in into what you're doing. You need to be focused and committed to your performance. And if you have to look yeah. somewhere else, then look somewhere else. Just commit to it. Yeah, when you come in the room, you need to look around and pick your eye lines or decide where where um, you're going to put certain people. If you have to take a second and just say, hey, you know, let's see, hang on, okay, that person's there, this person's here, and if it's, is it okay if I look here? That's going to be the, the dead body. You know, ask me, and we'll sort it out right before we start. Cool. And if for me, if you, if you do it and it doesn't look right on camera, we're gonna do it again. We'll adjust. All right. This is where I fuck up. 
language. The oh, language. We can beat that. Is this governed? <laughs> no. People just like to hear me say the language. Well. Okay. This is where you where you mess up. What? Oh, I cause you know what? I don't I man, I let me tell you, some there's many times where an actor gives me a great take and I realize after the fact that I forgot about the framing and was so involved in the read that Yeah. And I I, I I've screwed up many times like that. Many, it's many hard to times. not have a reader, yeah. I think, or or somebody to run camera. Liz, you pretty much always have a reader like with you, right? Oh, you do. Yeah. I like to have a reader yeah. usually. Yeah. Um, I've I'll do it myself, but I feel like I'm not paying enough attention to them. I'm just you know busy because I like to I like to run camera and I like to look at the person, um, on the screen. I like to yeah. see the framing and I like to kind of watch and just see if how it's looking. Because in the end, you know, the tape is what's gonna either get them a call back with my client or it's gonna book them the role. So I need that tape to look good. Yeah. You know, and so, but I also want them to engage with someone. And if that, if I'm too busy with the technical stuff and watching you there, um, and thinking about your read and maybe any notes I want to give you, then I want you to have a reader to work with. Right. Or I'll tell you if it's just me, I'll say, okay. I'm not going to be looking at you. I'm probably going to be over here doing stuff. Don't distract. Use this part of my head or something. You know, like. Right. Do you use a reader or are you just you? Just me. Just you. Just you. Brent? Just me. But again, like it's, I'm not saying it, my situation is perfect, you know, um, <laughs> because again, I, I, I typically. You get into it. Well, you know what? I screw up a lot of auditions because, and I have that, you know, sometimes like, when I say a lot, I mean more, look, two is too many if I'm screwing it up for an actor, I guess is my point. Yeah, and it could, I mean, and if you're doing it all yourself, then a lot of times you have to go back and rewatch the tapes. Well, that might so be they, where you, you know. Well, that's, I, I'm going to do that no matter what. You do that what. no matter what. I mean, I'm, I'm a nuanced freak. Like, you know, I get behind that shit. Like a, you know, a, a little beat. God dang it. I mean, is this really governed? I thought Wait, we cur- little kids listen to the show. Can we go back to the to whole cell tape phenomenon, though? Yeah. A bad reader is distracting, and I will turn off your tape. Yeah, self tapers. Don't read with your mom if she's not an actor. Um, bad reader. Sorry. And then your own voice taped with pauses uh, also. Is the worst. It's the worst. Oh my gosh. Yeah, don't do that. It uh, doesn't go forward ever. No. Ever. You. I mean, maybe once. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think actors would good. be surprised at the alarming amount of auditions that never leave our computers mm-hmm. because they're bad. Yeah. Poor breakdown. Their server must be full of crappy <laughs> auditions. And good auditions. And Stay oh, positive. and great auditions. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the good auditions outweigh the crap, I guess. Talking like normal people is brought to you by mycastingfile.com. Create a searchable profile accessible by multiple casting directors who are casting major film, television, and commercial projects. Mycastingfile.com. <laughs>